What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again. I appreciate you asking me back. So you said you were going to pinch yourself. I didn't know it was that kind of show now. I mean, if you guys are in the privacy of your own home, if you want to do these things. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Uh, hey, man. What's up, guys? This is Homicide. Oh, that's my homie. Homicide with a big homie club. Yeah, that would be it. Hey, this is David Penzer, and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, me, Gene, I can't beat beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. It'd be great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of I am the new boss of Lucha Underground, and you're now in my temple. This temple needed a real leader to take over. Dario Cueto stood for violence, but he didn't know what to do with it. It needed to breathe new life, and that is what I'm bringing to this temple. If he plans on stepping foot back into my temple, he has to go through me and Mil Mortes, and I wouldn't want to do that. Am I worried about Mil Mortes' broken arm? I saw him out of the rubble. I saw him out of the casket. I saw him crown champion. I would be more worried about the revenge that he puts on Pentagon. I wouldn't mess with darkness, Pentagon. You may be lost forever. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling brought to you today and powered by our good friends down at Primal Conflict Wrestling. This Saturday, November 19th, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, makes his Primal Conflict Wrestling debut in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. And you can head on over to PrimalConflictWrestling.com for more information and to sign up for PCW 24-7, where you can see all the matches and all the moments of Primal Conflict Wrestling right at your fingertips. That's PrimalConflictWrestling.com. And with that being said, if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only John Paz. And John, today on the show, we are joined by a double dose. 
a two-lady power trip of Lucha Underground, if you will, as we are joined by Carly Perez, otherwise known as Katrina on Lucha Underground, as well as the ring announcer for Lucha Underground, Melissa Santos, for what is a barrier-breaking episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling. We've had on double guests before, but we've never had on a double female lineup like we're having today, and we are so happy to be joined by both Carly Perez and Melissa Santos because these are two absolutely phenomenal talents in an absolutely A-plus organization like Lucha Underground. And if you've been listening to the last couple of months and you've seen the Lucha Underground talent come in and out of the two-man power trip, you get to kind of get that one feel from all of them, that one thing that you can really take away, and that is... They absolutely love Lucha Underground. The locker room is a cohesive unit, and everybody's rooting for each other to really just stand out and just perform at a high level. And that's one thing I obviously think you can take away from these episodes that we've had with the talent from Lucha Underground. But, John, as I welcome you in here, what we're going to do first is we're going to kind of talk up both sides of the episode. We're going to talk up both Melissa Santos and Carly Perez, who will be on the docket first. And then we're going to get it on over to both interviews because these are two power packs episodes. There's a lot to take away from them, and I really hope that once you listen to these, you're going to check out Lucha Underground every Wednesday night on the El Rey Network. But John, why don't you tell us a little bit about Carly Perez, a.k.a. Katrina, and all the great things that she's been able to do so far in Lucha Underground. Yes, Chad, back here again for another amazing episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling. And it's one of our favorite subjects, one of our favorite topics of discussion in the wrestling world. It is Lucha Underground, and we love having this open relationship with Lucha Underground, which has enabled us to do so many different and creative and amazing interviews, like the one with Rey Mysterio Jr., Vampiro. If you go back a ways, you got Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison, Matt Stryker, the list goes on and on, but we get more interviews from the world of Lucha Underground coming up with a special two-parter, like Chad mentioned, a special two-parter today, and then in the future we'll be enjoying some more Lucha Underground, so stay tuned for that. That is some great, great stuff, and one of my favorite things about these interviews is it's a lot of diverse characters and a lot of different characters, and perhaps no character stands out more than the Queen of Death. The woman that does the lick of death, and that is Katrina. And obviously, she's the manager, valet, for Mil Muertes. But she was much more than that. She was actually the, quote-unquote, you know, general manager of the show for a while. She was the controlling authority figure on the show. But with her, it's it's she can act. Obviously, great-looking. She was a model. So you get the eyes on her, you get the focus on her, and you get a lot of the fans kind of just automatically glued to her for you know various reasons. But you throw that on top of it, and it's not just a pretty face or not just a, you know, a gorgeous woman. It's the characters she can play. It's her acting, and she has so much depth. It's just crazy to think of how smart she is as well and her psychology for the wrestling business. So she's a really, really cool interview and it was great to get to talk to her about a myriad of topics. Obviously most focused on the Katrina character at Lucha Underground but I like also when we get to delve deep and get a little bit deeper and talk about the other side of the camera. The writing aspect, the, the creating the character aspect, 
the production value, stuff like that. That stuff really intrigues me, especially with Lucha Underground, who has Robert Rodriguez, who has the El Rey Network behind them and kind of, you know, aiding them and helping them out. But it's like that perfect mix is when behind the scenes is just great and an awesome production and so much is put into it. Then you throw in the writers. You can't help but put on a great product as long as you have that talent that's able to portray what is supposed to be portrayed or, you know, kind of take that great writing, great take that great production and really, really put it into a great character on television. And you think about Katrina and she really executes that point perfectly. She's been unbelievable as a character. She's awesome on TV. And obviously now this season and season three, you're going to be able to see her wrestle as well. So you get to see the diverseness of her character and, and really who she is. Besides, you know, the acting and the modeling stuff, now you're going to see the physical side with the wrestling and basically, you know, kind of a, a different dimension, if you will, to her character. So I think that's really, really cool. And what's great about her is, is, and we asked her, like, who thought of the Lick of Death? The thing about her that's great is she will contribute to the character. She wants to add layers to the character. She wants to, you know, have the character kind of live up to these high expectations that so many people have of it. And obviously she is the most remembered or one of the most revered characters in all of Lucha Underground. And, and you just got to love that the lick of death not only is something cool and and kind of scary a little bit but it's also kind of disturbing sometimes when she does it it's almost like it freaks you out a little bit so she really really nails it as a character and that katrina character really is one of the best characters in lucha underground And like I said, what you're going to see with these interviews is back-to-back. You're going to go right from Carly Perez into Melissa Santos. And you're going to see a couple of the uh, the similarities. And again, like I said, it's the vibe and the feelings of the competitors inside Lucha Underground. But when you switch over to Melissa Santos, you get more of that commentator feel. You get the ring announcer's view of Lucha Underground as she is the main ring announcer for the program. And of course, we've talked to both Vampiro and Matt Stryker about that feeling that they get from sitting at the announcer's table. But now we get to see it from the ring announcer perspective and really see how Melissa Santos has completely set the tone for the big fights inside Lucha Underground, especially the one thing that I really take away from her time so far is her introduction of Rey Mysterio Jr. and the kind of drama that built as he entered his first contest in Lucha Underground was really one of the coolest highlights, I think, of the product in its three seasons so far. But, John, I know uh, it's kind of funny hearing us talk about the uh, the females inside of Lucha Underground. I know hearing you talk about it, you seem a little bit more excited, but, again, very excited when it came to Melissa Santos, and I know you're going to give us some great information about her. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Melissa Santos and what we have to look forward to with the Melissa Santos interview, and then get on the merry way Hit him with a little bit of two-man power, trip of wrestling business, and get it on over to these fantastic interviews and an amazing show put together by both Lucha Underground and the two-man power, trip of wrestling. Part two of our interview with the lovely, talented, beautiful Melissa Santos. Now, with Melissa Santos and with Lucha Underground, they kind of make it a little bit different as far as the ring announcer is concerned. I know in WWE you hardly really see uh, JoJo or or whoever else, the or Hamilton and whoever else the announcers are, you kind of really don't see them too much. You hear them, but aren't really, you know, they aren't a focus of the show really at all. But I love that Lucha Underground makes it different. And obviously, 
Melissa Santos's voice is great, but then you know her look is just great, and everything about her just fits Lucha Underground to a T. And I love that they make her a focus because she is super, super talented. And as you'll hear in the interview, not just another pretty face, she can act. She, obviously, she models, she can sing, she can dance, she can do it all. And obviously, ring announcing is a big part of her career right now with Lucha Underground, but she does so many other things, and what's interesting is that you may not have seen all of the layers to her character as well, as you might actually see her get physical and get in the ring and wrestle a little bit as well. But if you follow her career, you know that uh, about a couple years ago, she was actually trained to be a wrestler, so you know that that's in her uh, in her past, but is it in her future? It's possible, and I think with Lucha Underground, which is really cool, they don't just stick with the character and that's all that the character is. No, character is always building layers. The character is always building themselves up, always becoming something better. And with Melissa Santos, I think that's going to be a fun ride for her because the first season you saw a little bit more of her, a little bit more of her. Obviously, you saw a lot of her as far as the ring announcer, but as far as her character breaking through, then it was kind of cool with uh, the Pentagon Jr. storyline, then obviously Vampiro stepping in. Now we're starting to see a little bit more with the Marty the Moth character, and we get into great detail about how Marty is basically trying to make her break on camera. And <laughs> she laughs and she says that there's no way it's ever going to happen, but uh, he's been close a couple times. He gets a little creepy, and uh, she definitely uh, handles herself well on camera which is great but that's a cool story in the interview and it's what's so interesting about her though is kind of like Katrina I mean you see these beautiful women and and the eyeballs are on them you know focuses on them they get your attention but then when once they have your attention they kind of spin in they say wow you know this woman she's so talented and she really really is smart she's got a great head on her shoulders she really knows what she wants to do with her life and her career and she's really moving forward and I think it's pretty cool to see her going to be on uh, i believe the celebrity apprentice coming up she's going to be doing a lot of different things as far as tv is concerned it's going to be awesome seeing kind of where she goes in lucha underground because she kind of teases it and she kind of hints it that you know her character has a lot more layers and she's going to be doing a lot more things which obviously not going to spoil it for us but we're going to be seeing a lot more of her in not only season three but in the seasons to come and i think that's going to be definitely interesting because rarely do you see the ring announcer become more of a character and right now I feel like in Lucha Underground the ring announcer is a very very important role very key role but with her I think you're going to get a little bit more of an intensity level out of that role and you're going to see a little bit more of Melissa Santos and hopefully maybe we'll see her wrestling and and doing some other things so it's great to see that not only you know she's the ring announcer she can wrestle she can sing, she can dance, she can act, she can model, she can do it all. So she's the complete package. And now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, check out the feed for past legendary episodes featuring the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes, Bruno Sammartino, Jesse the Body Ventura, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, WWE Lead Attorney, Jerry McDivitt, the phenomenal AJ Styles, the Demon Kane, Dean Ambrose, and so many more. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Also, while you're surfing the web, 
Go to WrestlingInc.com. Yes, that is WrestlingInc.com. Your number one news source for professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Also, please check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com for your t-shirt needs. Featuring stores like our own store at the two-man power trip of wrestling, Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Magnum TA, Paul Orndorff, Kevin Thorne, and Buff Bagwell. Also, for you Android users out there, check us out on Player FM. And now, without any further ado, she is an actress, she is a model, she is a wrestler, and she is a valet. Formerly known as Maxine in the WWE, she is now known as the Queen of Death in Lucha Underground. She is one of the sexiest women in the world. She is Carly Perez, a.k.a. Katrina. Please enjoy. September 19, 1985, an 8.1 magnitude earthquake shocked Mexico City. Thousands of lives lost that day, including Mill's entire family. Mill was buried alive in the rubble, a seven-year-old child alone in the darkness for days, thinking death was coming. But he didn't feel fear. He felt comfort. Being at the brink of death is where he belonged. And when he finally emerged, he brought all that death with him. Because the coldness and death were where he found warmth. Where he found strength. Before the earthquake, his name was Pascual Mendoza. But after rising from the ruins, he became Mia Mortes. A thousand deaths are coming. Perfect. Do it. All right. Well, joining us on the line tonight is another member of the world of Lucha Underground, which, of course, you can see every Wednesday night on the El Rey Network, and we are so pleased to be welcomed by the one and only Carly Perez, a.k.a. Katrina. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure because I tell you what, mm-hmm. it's got to be our, our favorite topic uh, right now is to talk anything and everything Lucha Underground. Obviously, season three up and running and going so well and from a fan's perspective, we've only seen a couple episodes, and uh, the season has wrapped, but what are your thoughts on season three so far and what we've seen uh, as the viewer? Um, I, you know, season three compared, uh, it's just getting better, you know, from each season to season, which, um, you know, I don't, I don't get to see everything. I see it for the first time as you guys do, so... Um, putting everything um, in perspective and seeing, you know, the storylines and um, every, the characters and everything developing. Um, you know, I think by now season three, people really have a grasp of who they are and what they bring to the table. And um, it's just, it's just getting better and better. So um, I'm ready to go for January for season four. 
Oh, my gosh, that just has us chomping at the bit because it's so cool to see all the different things that pop up and all the uh, the crazy twists and the crazy turns. And every time we talk to somebody from Lucha Underground, we always use the same, like, buzzwords, like episodic or that it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's, it's not a wrestling show. It's a TV show that features wrestling. Yeah. But, you know, with the things that you've done thus far in your career and wrestling companies and wrestling matches, getting to have that, those acting chops and getting to do the acting, do you like the blend of both the acting and wrestling together? I love it. I think I, um, it was, the role was in some ways, I believe, made for me. Um, it just happens that I, I know the wrestling business as well. Um, but my passion from day one of stepping into the wrestling industry was really developing characters and, and the acting um, technique that comes into that that is lacked uh, very much in the, in the industry. Everybody gets so worried about the, the wrestling part, they, they forget to bring the character, you know, in and out of the ring um, and in other companies too. Like so many gimmicks and characters are handed handed on and then taken down and then handed back and then handed to someone else. No one really gets a grasp of who they are and what they can bring to the table. And we are able to do that. Um, and I'm, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to do that with my character and have the opportunity to be free with it because I, I couldn't do that anywhere else. So. And your character is no doubt one of the ones that really stands out on paper. And then when you get to see the execution, it's absolutely unbelievable. But just to talk in terms of almost like a generic question, but the progress so far of your character, are you satisfied with everything that's been going on? Because it's got every week we see it, it's unbelievable some of the things that uh, they come up with next for you. Yeah, d- definitely. I've, I like the, I want to be challenged. I, wanna, I want layers to her. I want, you know, and I, I'm grateful that they trust that. You know, they trusted me with that in season two and now the build up in season three. Um, you know, I, I've been able to show different things um, with Katrina in each season and not just stay, you know, uh, like singular. Um, and I've, I love it. I love that they um, bring all those things to the table and able to play with it. One of the most important things about your character is almost like the mystique to it or like the darkness. You just talk about kind of like that dark look you have and then the, the lick of death, kind of where that came from. Um, it was that, you know, now I, uh, I get asked that, um, quite a bit and, and my, our showrunner, Eric, uh, and even the Joseph um, comes up to me after certain days and they're like, so do you wish that you would have thought of something else than the lick of death? <laughs> because there's just been some time. And again, you're going to see ones in season in this season where you're like, whoa, Carl, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Katrina just went to a whole nother level, you know, uh, and that will be coming up airing probably soon. But um, there's, you know, I wanted Day one of stepping foot into Lucha, there was only, like, literally six of us there. Um, it was the first day I met Mill. And um, um, they gave me, like, a paragraph of, of Katrina, of what they, just a small paragraph of kind of, you know, this evil, seductress type and, you know, manipulative. And I was like, well, we, you know, there's been a, a lot of characters like that, um, Not not in so much the wrestling industry, but just in entertainment. It's always that 
bad girl, but how can we put like a twist to it? And, you know, you kind of have like the poison ivy thing with, you know, with the kiss. And I'm like, well, everybody, the kiss is generic. And I, you know, I was like, well, what if I, what if I lick my victims? <laughs> and there's this like, <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, what if I, like, I'll own it. Like, what if I just lick them? And that, that's my mark. So Joseph's like, all right, let's try it. And then next thing you know, we have, um, a, we got the lick of death, which seemed to um, work. And it's one of those things that you do something. It's so, it's not like a big deal. You know, you're licking someone, but you have to like really, you got to own every bit of it or it just doesn't come off right. So it's it's one of those things that, um, she, you know, she's, She's kind of got like a, I don't, you know, like a dominatrix sexual thing without it being over the top, but it's also kind of scary and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, like I wanted to bring all that to the table. Yeah, and you're definitely owning the character. feel like, you know, Carly is Katrina. Katrina is Carly kind of thing. And and people definitely probably, you know, look at you a little bit differently sometimes. Oh, man, I can't can't believe you, you know, you lick that guy or or whatever. So it is kind of a unique uh, trait to throw in there for the character. And it's good to see that almost you wanted to throw it in there. So is that cool that you can kind of pitch an idea and the writers will actually listen? Yeah, it definitely is. Look, I mean, look at what it's developed into. You know, um, some, some of, some people need more guidance and help to what to, you know, bring to the table for their character. And there's other people who just know what they can pull out of them and nobody's going to know better than yourself. And, um, you know, everything that I was, you know, with the scripts and ideas and characters and little small things that really add from mannerisms to the way people walk. Um, you know, a lot of it was taught to me by, by Dusty Rhodes. So um, I I was blessed to be able to be with him weekly for years. And and I don't think uh, Katrina, people wouldn't have Katrina if I wasn't, you know, um, taught the things I was taught with him. So I, I like to think of things like when I watch people uh, in the industry, like certain things they could do differently or really add to their, what the persona from, you know, just the way they get in the ring to the way they look, to the way they look at somebody, the way they walk to the ring. There's like a little bunch of small, tiny little things that are forgotten, I think. And Dusty was very big on that. Which is awesome to say, you know, you studied under the the learning tree of Dusty uh, for sure. But if I could just kind of go back to, you know, like almost equating Dusty into it, but, you know, he's talking about the look and the persona. Obviously, with Katrina, you're so much different, but it's almost like a mythical character, and then you throw in Mil Muertes, and it's just, a, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a perfect combination with you guys. So what's the chemistry like, or what was the chemistry like between you guys? Because it seems to mesh so well, and you throw in the Disciples of Death back into it. It just seems to all fit together so well. It did, and you're right. Our chemistry, um, our chemistry is spot on with me and him, and I think that oozes off the camera. Um, you, me and Mill just kind of, from I don't know, like from from day one, we just we we respected each other's ide- ideas and opinions. And you have to, with two people, you know, Mill is a monster, you know, so he has to give 
to me and I have to give to him to make what we're doing believable. You know, like you, you don't, you don't feel, at least I don't feel overpowered by him when I'm standing next to him. And there's times when, you know, he gives that back to me where I have the power, but man, this monster standing next to me, you know, like we, he respects uh, the, you know, Katrina and the, the strong, the strength and the strong woman she is. And I respect that he's my, he's my monster and, you know, he does what I say, but I also know what, you know, that he can destroy me. (laughs) So it's like this (laughs) back and forth uh, battle, which I think is very um, intriguing. And that's what kind of keeps the chemistry between us strong. You know, we kind of manhandle each other in ways and we're okay with that. Absolutely, yes. And and it's interesting, you know, with your character being kind of so controlling, but not wrestling so much. But I feel like in season three, we're going to see Katrina, you know, perhaps get in the ring a little bit more. This feud with Ivelisse seems like it's blossoming. So what do you think about Katrina on more of the wrestling end and getting into the ring that way? Um. Yes, you will see that, and that's um, and I think the the build up was you know going into the three years is definitely worth it, and I think the fans want that. Um, I'm I'm very happy that they didn't have Katrina get into the ring. She doesn't need to go into the ring, um, and it's part of what makes her so mysterious is the fact that she's not put out there like other people are. Um, you know, they're they're very selective on what they do with certain characters and um Katrina in particular, you know, they, they wanna keep it more of a mystery. So you just give a little, you know, and um compared to other products who just you they do things for no reason at all, no explanation. There there's meaning behind every single step and every single scene you you see. And there's meaning behind when she does get into the ring, it's gonna be it's going to be for real, you know, and it's going to be for a fight. So um, I'm happy that they, they didn't overexpose her in that way. And I'm perfectly fine with just being a heavy character on the, on the show and not so much a wrestler. I'm, I, in my mind, if you can keep fans satisfied and get yourself over as a character without stepping foot in the ring, uh, you, you know, you have the right, you know, love and support from people. So I'm okay with that, you know, Um, and you guys will, I hope, hopefully enjoy uh, the end of season three when she does get in the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, we can't wait for that. We're definitely, we're waiting on uh, bated breath. It's been uh, quite the build, but as we uh, we wrap up here, we kind of look in the old, uh, you know, the old crystal ball, looking forward, whether it's in Lucha Underground or whether it's in acting, uh, if you looked into the five-year crystal ball and you see yourself in five years, what do you think you're going to be doing? Is it going to be acting? Is it going to be wrestling? Is it going to be a hybrid of both? But where does Carly Perez see herself in five years? Good question. Um, well, I'm seeing Lucha's not going anywhere, so that's that. Uh, whether how long uh, Katrina's around, you know, I'm um, – definitely not positive i'm i'm it's just an uphill ride um you're gonna see heavy acting but this industry i'm very passionate about this industry and i went um the things that are on the horizon and are on um getting presented to me are are very good 
solid things that only helps both parts of my career. And I want to come back and forth. Kind of the way The Rock does go back and forth. I would I would love to do that because it's just this is there's nothing like uh, performing um, in a place like the Temple. Um, you know, it, it it becomes addicting. I've performed. Um, you know, all over when I was in FCW, WWE, but there's there was nothing like this. I don't know if you guys have been there in person or not, but um, I don't think I want to let that go quite yet. So um, I'm I'm in it for a ride, that's for sure. So five years, I'm I'm hoping that my other goals will be met, and I'll be going back and forth. We have not been to the temple yet, but hopefully that is on the horizon very, very soon. And we really thank you for spending a couple minutes with us tonight. Before we let you go, I want to remind everybody it's Lucha Underground every Wednesday night on the El Rey Network. Check your local listings where you can find it, and you can find it everywhere online, on iTunes, on Twitter, Facebook. But please share with the listeners and the two man, uh, fans of the two-man power trip of wrestling just where they can find everything in the world of Carly Perez. Thank you. You guys can... Um... Check me out on Twitter at Carly Leilani and on Instagram at Carly Leilani. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you uh, jumping on tonight. That's where I got the interview. And uh, I've been waiting so long to say this. Melissa Santos, take it away! I'm Melissa Santos. I am the official ring announcer of Lucha Underground, and I am so excited to be back here at the temple. Ladies and gentlemen, the following Lucha scheduled for one fall. Introducing first. So my first year at Lucha Underground was just the most exciting experience that I've had in my life. I met amazing luchadores, male luchadores, female luchadores from all over the world. I made friends everywhere except Pentagon Jr. Pentagon got in the ring, tried to break my arm. Even Vampiro wanted to get up and help me. It was just crazy. So the most surprising thing that happened last year was discovering that Vampiro was Pentagon Jr.'s master. No one had any clue that this was actually happening. I feel like Vampiro and I work so close together. So let's join Melissa Santos in the ring right now. He was always so nice to me. I hope that stays, you know, the same. Do I know where Dario Cueto is? No. Do I miss him? I have mixed feelings about that because he's kind of a prick. But he is El Jefe. He hired me and I'm here because of him. So I guess I miss him a little bit. It's kind of interesting having Katrina as a new boss. It's nice to have a female's touch in the temple. Although her touch is a little bit cold. We'll see what happens. My message to the fans is in Lucha Underground, we get crazy. We have the best matches. Male and female women are just as tough here at Lucha Underground. So make sure to stay tuned every well, Joining us on the line tonight is yet another member from the world of Lucha Underground. It's fast becoming our favorite topic on the show, and we are so excited to be joined by the one and only Melissa Santos. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Uh, we're excited because, like I said, it's uh, it's early. It's our favorite topic right now. Uh, it seems to be the topic that I really think a majority of wrestling fans can't get enough of, and it's season three, uh, fully underway of Lucha Underground, and season three being such a benchmark so far for Lucha Underground and El Rey Network and seeing how it's developing so far. I guess uh, the first question would be, uh, how do you see season three developing thus far? Have you enjoyed what you've seen, and uh, is the best yet to come? Yes, uh, so much. It's um, 
it's definitely, um, I mean, I, I, I watch as a fan. Uh, when I'm, I'm at tapings, I'm there and present for the live portion or the semi-live portion of the show. So um, I don't know everything that's happening storyline-wise. I just, um, you know, it kind of, uh, I don't want to say they keep me in the dark, but um, I, I almost don't want to know because I like to see it develop as well. Um, so as I'm watching this season, I'm really shocked. You know, I'm, like, watching, like, what's going on? I'm, like, rewinding things, pre-playing. Like, I'm, like, in complete shock at times. Um, and uh, there will be, you know, the things I do know um, about Lucha Underground as far as the storyline goes, um, I do know fans will be very surprised. Because um, as I'm watching and I'm shocked for things that I was not aware of, um, what you guys will see and I have been aware of, of is going to be intense. So very different than any other season. I guess um, the show, I, I don't know how to say it in English. Um, the, <laughs> it's in Spanish, in Spanish, it's coming to you in Spanish. But uh, there's, uh, there's a lot to be seen still. So, yeah, it's exciting. And, and that's definitely saying something because, obviously, we've seen so much come out of the first two seasons. And, you know, as we mm-hmm. kind of watch every episode develop as fans, we're like, all right, you know, we see certain things heading in certain directions, but we know that those curveballs can be thrown just like it can be on watching your favorite episodic television show. And I think that's been the biggest difference between Lucha Underground and any other professional wrestling entity or professional wrestling television show or television show that features professional wrestling. But do you like that episodic feel to Lucha Underground and being that it kind of, it develops every single week and we watch these characters develop just like we would watch any hit show that, uh, you know, you're, you're wrapped up on your Sunday night uh, getting into every week. Um, I love it. I watch like shows like um, The Walking Dead, you know, the season just started. So um, I, I was like in shock when I watched um, I, I actually the past two episodes. I haven't actually watched the last week's episode so, um, of The Walking Dead, but I was like in shock, right? So as I'm watching one of my favorite shows, right, other than Lucha Underground, I'm, you're pulled into it. Um, because it has these strong storylines that anything can happen. And I feel like Lucha Underground is slowly becoming like that walking dead, that breaking bad um, of television that, uh, but, you know, wrestling style, that kind of, if there was curveballs all the time, you're like, I can't believe that was going to happen. Or you didn't think that that was, the character was actually going to um, undergo such, you know, such a moment, you know, and um, you're expecting one thing and then something else comes out of the way and, and just like kind of like sideswipes you. I feel like that's what Lucha Underground is doing. It's like sideswiping the entire industry in, in general, the wrestling industry in general, with this new type of um, not only Lucha Libre style, you know, and um, is showcasing all that, but I just feel like the style of that Robert Rodriguez brought to the table. So it, it helps when you have a Hollywood who's directed like some of the, the coolest grindhouse movies that Hollywood has ever seen on your side as well. So that has a lot to do with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can't go any better than uh, than a Robert Rodriguez. And then really the vibe, that, yeah, dude, especially with the stuff that he's done in his career, I mean, the, when he was initially said to have been behind the project, I mean, I think that that, let, you know, let alone what was going to come out of it from a wrestling standpoint was uh, – newsworthy in its own right, but, you know, what we've heard from a couple of the other people we've talked to within Lucha Underground is that the vibe backstage, the vibe with the writers, the vibe with the production team is just this really cohesive unit 
and everybody's helping everybody, and it seems like uh, just from the outside looking in that it seems to be a great crew and a hell of a time to put all this stuff together. But what would you say your take is about it and that, you know, we see it develop, we see the chemistry people get, but is it, uh, is it a natural thing, and do you guys really uh, kind of play off one another? Um, the vibe is incredible. I remember the first time, the first day I walked into the temple. Because the temple itself, I've, I've talked about this on another podcast, is its own entity. It's almost like when you walk through the, the temple doors, like you've, you've, you know you've walked into something completely different. And as a performer, I knew that the first day. Uh, everyone just um, was... I don't know, we vibed. It's almost like we knew each other. Like this is, you know, or we, we and we knew that this was going to be an incredible thing, an incredible journey, uh, and uh, we're all working together for that to happen. I and and we're not there. I I, there's not one person that attempts to, I don't know, put themselves, I guess, in wrestling terms, over someone else. Um, in a sense that, you know, if your character is doing this, you know, we're going to make sure, me as a performer, that I'm going to make you look as good as possible so that the entire product, product and project looks um, incredible, you know, and, and that and that's important. We're all looking out for each other, you know. Like with Marty, you guys know that Marty is uh, the moth, has, um, has a certain appeal for me on the show, and working with Marty has been so much fun because we play off each other and he always asks me is this okay is this okay I'm like go ahead you know do what you need to do I I actually I I invite him to do all I mean not all the weird things he does because I don't know everything he's gonna do but I'm open to it I'm an actress as well so I I I love that I love not knowing exactly what's going to happen but I'm open to it and every character is like that backstage we're all for we're all you know team lucha underground it's not just like oh I'm I'm team Melissa today I'm gonna do whatever I want to do and I'm gonna do that it's never like that you know we all talk about things and we're friends um, we hang out after the show and, you know, uh, with, with the writers and we talk about what could possibly happen character wise. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a ring announcer, so I, I'm a little different than all the other characters in a sense that I'm, I'm, they're not working on like major character development with me, but we do talk about certain things I can't, I should and shouldn't do. And, and I, and I'm a lot of times sitting there listening to what, you know, for example, Marty wants to do, Chavo wants to do with their character, you know, like Paul London, he's, his character has become something really interesting slowly, slowly he's being introduced mm-hmm. as an incredible thing, yeah, and so I, I watch this happen, and um, I, we just, I guess we just have the best team, um, because it starts also with our producers and our writers, they allow for creativity, it's never like this thing that's going to be stifled, like, in any way, shape, or form, so, uh, with that being said, they're they're kind of allowing us to be us, but like you know, more creative, like kind of playing with our characters, and they'll let us know, hey, that's a little too much, but they allow us to go that far and pull us back. I always um, I always say that it's easier to, and given the fact that I've been acting my whole life, I'm a singer, dancer, actress, and so I know that it's easier to pull back and tone down than uh, you know bring a character up in a sense that, like, it's easier to pull energy, you know, like, take it down a couple of notches. It's better for you to make a huge mistake than make a tiny mistake. And they allow us to make every mistake in the book. They tone us down. They go, okay, cool, let's try this. Let's not do that. But they allow us to do that. And if it wasn't for that, that you wouldn't actually be watching what you watch on television right now. It's incredible. 
So um, I guess they let us just be crazy. <laughs> yes, in a sense. The short answer for that would be they let us just be crazy kids, and it's working. So. Oh, it's uh, it's awesome, and we had the chance to talk to Marty. Uh, not too long ago, and to kind of get his take on everything. I know John's going to kind of dig into it in a minute here. But, you know, you hit mm-hmm. home about being an actor and being within that business, and I think the parallels, obviously, between acting and professional wrestling, are, uh, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. They're like uh, peanut butter they and do. jelly because, uh, you know, they're such great compliments, and really you can't have one without being the, you know, the other or having the other ability. But I think that that's one thing that helps everybody when you watch it is that you see – that that you know your acting chops kind of come into play, and do you think that that's a strength of a lot of people? Because I mean, Marty talked about it with the acting uh, classes and, and kind of getting entrenched as he is. You know, do you think being an established actor or having a, an acting background is what is going to help somebody uh, be successful in a realm like a lucha underground? It does help. I I think most definitely it does. Um, and for certain characters like Marty, uh, something that is a huge part of his, uh, his, his, you know, his moth-like persona on Lucha Underground. There are other characters that you have, like someone like um, Aerostar, right? There isn't, he's incredible, right? And he's, you know, doing these incredible acrobatic movements. And it's, it's just, it's, it's like you're watching it and you're like, this is like CGI, like what's he doing? Right. And you're watching him do that, but his character is much different than Marty. He doesn't have to um, really say much. He doesn't really have to do much of that character work, but with Marty, uh, Marty, again, he's a wonderful wrestler and I'm not denying that, but he need he, his character, like you, you, you need a little bit more. And the fact that he's in acting classes and it's like making him, cause he's, he's, he wants to do more acting because of this character on Lucha Underground because they've allowed, they've given him this platform and he's like, Oh man, I love this. Right. So, but his character calls for it. So I don't want to necessarily say that you need all kinds of acting, uh, you know, like training, but I feel like it, it can help for certain characters like Marty's. Um, you know, uh, who else? I mean, there's, there, there's all this, I mean, Matanza, I mean, he might not open his mouth and say anything yet, you know, but I mean, I don't know if he will, uh, but, uh, he, his character calls for it, the breathing, all that, you know, and, and it's, it's, it does help to be okay with that. And again, actors are big kids. So if you can go in there, be a big kid, be open to it and play, you're going to do really well. And of course, be an amazing wrestler. Because they're all amazing. <laughs> so. And with Marty, when we had him on, it was so funny. He started talking about you, and he said he loves to mess with you. He said that he's basically trying to get you to break character. Has there ever been a, like a possibility where you almost broke character because he was getting a little too crazy? Um, I've never broken character, but there are moments that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to kill him right now. <laughs> I'm going to kill him because he whispers things. Like there are times where you guys don't see it or it's cut out where you, you might even see his mouth where he's saying the most ridiculous things like um, behind my ear. And um, th- there are moments where, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's going to – he's trying. He's trying, but he's not going to. You know, I I won't break character, uh, <laughs> Marty. If you're listening to me right now, I'm not going to break character for you. Even though he wants it, it's almost like he gets a kick out of it. But, you know, in his character, it's it's almost like Marty the Moth wouldn't care. You know, he's he's being Marty the Moth. 
so it's okay. I mean, um, he's always wet. That's the only thing. I don't understand. Like, the match hasn't started. He's soaking wet. His shirt is soaking wet. It's a little <laughs> gross, you know, but it's, it's all part of it. Yeah, it's like no sweating has happened yet, and he's soaking. So um, he tries, but I doubt he's going to get that. <laughs> I won't break character. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, I thought it was so funny with the interview with us that he kind of was saying, like, I'm trying, I'm trying. She won't break character, but I'm Not going to happen. Mm-mm. <laughs> with, you know, your character, and we were kind of talking about developing the character and stuff, do you feel like you as a ring announcer has, like, a level of importance and that your character is very important to the show because they do show you so much and you're kind of the, the voice of Lucha Underground? Yeah, it's really interesting because ring announcers are, you know, that's what we do out there is not, um, it's not parallel to what the wrestlers do, you know, and I never will, even to this day, will see myself that way because what they do is just um, spectacular. I've I've bumped before. I did a little bit like of uh, wrestling before I started as a ring announcer. So I know that does not, it's not easy and it hurts and um, I can never compare myself, but on Lucha Underground, they showcase me differently. It's the way they shoot me for with cameras. I mean, as soon as I, when I ring announce, when you hear the following Lucha, the, you know, can't, the, the hard cam is right on my face. Uh, you know, it's so they showcase me differently. So that helps. Um, I know you guys uh, have, you know, if you follow Lucha Underground as, you know, as closely as you guys say you do, um, there is the trailer. I know if you guys, saw the trailer that there is some character stuff that you guys can see that might develop um um, on lucha underground based on that um so you know i've been treated differently so i i believe um lucha underground you know anything can happen right so you know anything can happen with the ring announcer as well so i'm not i'm always open to all that um but as you can see there is uh, some development like it's some character development happening this season. So um, I guess we'd have to see and find out what happens. Cause I don't know. And I can't really tell you guys yet. <laughs> so yeah. No, yeah. no spoilers. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> it can't, can't really spoilers, but I feel like even way back in season one, I thought it was kind of cool. Obviously, you know, the following Lucha, they, they show you and you're always, you know, have a big level of importance on the show. But with the mm-hmm. Pentagon Jr. and the Vampiro stuff, I saw like that was great. You know, he's trying to break your arm, and, and you know, he's basically yeah, trying to entice not... Vampiro. Did you like that kind of like getting, you know, digging deep into your character then? It was fun. I was like, he should try it again. <laughs> you know, we can figure out um, a way for him to try again. Um, it was it was fun to do that, just being in the ring in a different um, way. Uh, than just ring announcing because when I was first introduced to the ring, it was as a wrestler. So um, it was funny. I had, had to like take a step back and then go, okay, we're going to, we're going to take a bump right now where he's going to, you know, grab me. And it was fun. I had a good time. So, well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind doing a little bit more of that later on being in the ring in a different way. But as, as of, for now, I, I enjoy being the ring announcer and the way they portray me, I'm fine being my own little character in a way. Would you mind getting more physically involved in, you know, basically in Lucha Underground? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I'm pretty. Like I said, I was. I was there as a, you know, ring announcer. Um, they did find me, you know, also because I did do. I was introduced to the to the wrestling world through a promotion called Wow Women of Wrestling. So, um, I had a short lived, uh, 
they will the, the promotion didn't take off again the way it wanted to. I think they're doing a presence now that's actually doing well for them. I actually just want to go watch a show, so that's how I started. So I, I, being the fact that I've been in the ring before, I wouldn't mind. But as of right now, I do love like what I'm doing, ring announcing, because like it doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'm not sore. I get in, I get out. You know, I have the best seat in the house. You know, just watching the wrestlers do their thing, and I, I don't know. I feel a little spoiled. You know, my eyelashes stay in place, makeup is, you know, and hair stays in place. Like, I, I don't really have to get my hands dirty, so. Hmm. That's a good point. It's a lot easier than getting in there. Yeah, right? Don't you like your eyelashes just staying in place? <laughs> you know, like, besides <laughs> all that work that goes into that, I just, honestly, I love watching it. I'm a big fan. I always say it. Like, I, I just, I have the coolest seat in the house. I'm really close to the action. Um, without really having to get fully, fully involved in physical. Although if I had to, you know, the show, you know, I, 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 if it's calling for it and the writers wanted to do something cool, I, don't, I definitely would be open to it. But as of right now, I'm good. I'm good being the ring announcer. Hmm. One cool thing, though, you know, besides getting physically involved and you being the ring announcer, is that you always have an interaction with, not always, but have fun interactions like the famous B. You'll always have some funny interactions with him. You like that kind of stuff too? A little bit of comedy mixed in? It's fun. Yeah. And famous, he's great. Like Brian is, is a, a really cool cat. And uh, he's another one that's like, I feel like him and Marty, we interact more than, you know, they're the rest that I really interact with um, as far as, uh, you know, whether they're Marty's creeping up behind me, you have famous be taking my mic. So I don't, the last, I guess, last week's episode or the episode I just aired yesterday, I haven't watched all of it yet. Um, but uh, I know he pulled it. I saw the memes out there. He pulled a mic. I was like, oh, my God, look, just take it because I know he's going to take it. So all that is fun to me. Like, and it's all that is um, improv. Like, we, I don't know what ex- I know he's going to take my mic, but I have no idea exactly how he's going to do it or what's going to happen. Like, that's all a surprise to me. And I, I want it to always be a surprise because then I just react naturally. Like, oh, my God, here we go again. You know, how about you just take the mic today? Like, I'm not – I know what you're going to do. So all that is fun, and I love that. I would love more of that. And, you know, we, going back to character development, um, I wouldn't mind having more of that type of stuff, maybe becoming a little bit more than just – maybe I get mad at him. I don't know. It would be fun. But, you know, Lucha Underground is um, a place where that is a possibility. Like, if we have dragons flying and um, – you know, these incredible things happening. And we have like a man of a thousand deaths and um, we have Phoenix of a thousand lives. Like, why couldn't we have the ring announcer like get a little crazy? You know, I don't know. (laughs) So I think anything's possible there. We live in a fantasy. It's a fantasy world, you know, where everything's possible. What's interesting about you on the show that I thought is kind of cool. Do they give you direction on how you say certain people's names? Like Cage, you say differently than probably anybody else would say, you know, the, you know, man cage. Do they give you direction on that? Or is that something that you come up with? No, Mm-mm. no, it was um, just me. Yeah. I mean, we worked on, um, you know, things as, as far as want make sure where they're from and getting all that and, you know, uh, the diction down and season one, I actually did it in Spanish as well. So it was a little bit more difficult. And uh, we, we uh, aired on the Univision cable network, Unimas. So, um, there was a lot of work there, but it, it's mainly diction. Um, I did study some ring announcers, but I feel like, um, I don't know, like I, you just have to kind of say it how you feel, you know, and it's like, 
I'm like excited to, I'm, I'm excited about every match. Like I really am. Like I said, like I'm a big fan um, and I, I want to make it about the wrestlers. Um, but I, I honestly didn't even notice that I was saying things a certain way for heels or baby faces. It was just like a natural reaction that I had, even though I'm a major Ruda at heart, like a big, like I, I love, I love heels. Um, I love the, the bad girl and the bad guy. I really do. Um, but for whatever reason, I would announce them that way. And I'm like, oh, I really am doing it that way. Okay. So let's just keep working on that. So I'd watch my tapes and I'm like, oh, I want to see this differently. Because season one was just a big shocker. Like I was like, I have no idea what the heck is going on. I mean, like, honest, honestly, I was like, okay, go out there, do it. You know, the only way I know how to do it, which was hosting. I was trained to do that, teleprompter, all that journalism type stuff. But this was so different. You know, and for me to do it the same exact way that every ring announcer was doing it was not working for me. So I was like, uh, I'm just do it the way I feel. So I just kind of would go out there, take a deep breath, close my eyes. I'm like, okay, cool, let's let's do this. So that's how it would come out. And it's like, you know, most people like it. You know, occasionally I get people, why are you so mad out there? Why are you this? I'm like, I'm a Latina. I don't like 80% of the time we're mad. We're screaming at something, you know, so it basically helped me to be like a fiery Latina and uh, being up there uh, announcing. It just kind of worked out. And my acting also, I'm very dramatic. So it, it all kind of just like worked out and um, it continues to work, I guess. So, right. Or else you guys wouldn't be interviewing me right now. So I guess it's something, something's working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I feel like the way you're saying like the diction, if you will, it, it's just great because you you wouldn't say it how another announcer would say it, and that kind of what makes you stand apart. Was there somebody you studied as far as other ring announcers, or is there somebody you like kind of like looked up to, or maybe just thought like, wow, I like the way they do it. I'm going to kind of adapt a little bit of their style. You know, I really, I really would go. I mean, because I looked at a bunch of different ring announcers. Like, okay, like someone like Bruce Buffer, for example, he's like super animated and like nuts. And it's like, I love it. doesn't care. Um, I looked up like, you know, old school, like Howard Finkel. Um, but I really enjoyed watching like Lillian Garcia. I, there was something about her, not so much in her ring announcing only, but just like her, you know, so I would just her energy and I'd watch her and she's also a singer. I'm, I, I love to sing as well. So I'm a vocalist. So I watched her and I just focused on that. And I'm like, okay, I love her energy. I'm going to mix a little bit of this craziness in, in this maybe drama. And I'm just going to like roll it all into one. I'm going to use my, my, my voice, like my diaphragm. I'm just going to really engage that and, and see how it works out for me. And I did. So I can't say I really just like watch one person. Um, but towards the end, I did, like, as I was studying, and at the end of my studies, I guess, I was really watching Lillian a lot. She's super cool. And I was excited. I just met her, like, a couple months ago at um, a celebrity. Uh, we, we, uh, it was, um, I believe what week it was, like, read, uh, reading across in America, like, week at the schools um, in L.A. And I went in, and, and I actually met her. She was reading to the children as well. So I got to meet her. Eva Marie was there. So I did get a little excited. I was I super, like, I was, like, fangirling out when I met her. So <laughs> I was like, I love you. You know, cause she, and she was so nice and so sweet. She was super nice to my mom, speaking Spanish to her. My mom was there with me. So, yeah. Pretty cool. You uh, you know you got to meet her, and I like that uh, you're studying a little bit of Howard Finkel there as well. That's pretty uh, that's pretty good. I was doing like a little bit of everything. I had to, you know, I had to um, know exactly what, you know, I was, you know, 
getting myself into, and I like it now. So I just want to keep doing with, it. <clears throat> oh yeah, and with Lucha Underground, obviously you're basically a key part of the show because you know, you're you're moving things forward. They show you on camera a lot. They do this, do that. Is there basically someone as far as your style, as far as your look, appearance-wise? Is there somebody that is like basically a set designer or or your personal designer? Is that all you? You're just kind of doing your own thing. Oh no, I have like help. Like what I do is okay. So I have my own kind of style. They can't like kind of they can't like make me wear anything I don't want to wear. So what we do is I have now my wardrobe. Um, you know, people that have been with me since season one, um, they already know me. So they go out, they grab a bunch of dresses, they they meet with, like, designers and stuff. And they're like, okay, we like this. That Melissa will like, because they're, they're almost like they already know me. They know what fits me because um, they're the ones who are basically, because what you guys don't see there is a, we shoot multiple episodes in one day. So I'm changing, like, I don't know, five times most of the time, you know, um, and we're shooting bits and pieces of, like, one, you know, like, episode 10 and it might be I have to you know now shoot episode 50 you know like it's really like that and so I have someone there that's in control of all that because then I have no clue and I'm running in between um and I'm the only one running up and down the stairs because I have to go change and um and uh there's someone there dressing me like literally I put my hands up put big dress off put it on and then the hair and makeup they're taking a completely different department as well so because um, I couldn't do it alone. It'd be impossible. I'd be a mess. <laughs> I'd probably walk out in there with, like, my dress inside out. Because I literally have maybe five minutes to change in between each each take. So, Which is crazy because, obviously, you know, Lucha Underground is filming a lot of different shows. And, you know, and basically in one day they'll film a couple different episodes. But what's interesting yes. to me about Lucha Underground is – the people that kind of pop in and pop out of the temple, like uh, we heard that Josh Barnett was backstage not too long ago. Obviously, uh, Danny Trejo was backstage. Are you surprised by the amount of celebrities and, and basically famous people that are kind of popping by Lucha Underground? It's At first, it was, like, cool. Like Not that it's not still cool, but at first, I was like, wow, like, all the familiar faces, you know, like, you watch, um, you know, who, who else is just there, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, like, it's, it's not so much a surprise, it's just exciting, you know, at first I was like, oh, wow, because you recognize the faces, and I thought that maybe I'd, uh, I don't know, have a moment where I was, like, maybe, like, starstruck, um, but it was more like an exciting feeling, because they're coming to watch our product, um, and it's because, you know, they like us, you know, and, and when you, when we do meet them, they're almost stars, they're almost like starstruck themselves. Like it's an interesting conversation to have, like with like Danny and Danny's like taking pictures, like a big fan. And, and it's just so cool to see how, um, something like Lucha Underground has like allowed me to live this dream. Like I never thought that that would happen. I don't know. Like I just couldn't imagine it happening. You know, and um, so quickly, too, because the product has grown so quickly. Like, it's like we're, what, two years in. Like, this is, it's, we're still, like, still growing. We're baby. We're like toddlers, you know. So, yeah, it's it's big. And it's going to keep on growing and growing as Booch Underground starts getting into some more live events. They're going to be doing some more merchandising. And they're going to be doing so much more to kind of, you know, grow Booch Underground into this, 
big monster that it's eventually going to turn into. But, you know, you mentioned being a, a big fan and, you know, you like the wrestling business. What's it like having a guy like Rey Mysterio show up for Lucha Underground? Obviously, you know, last season he kind of made his big <laughs> debut. What do you think about a guy like him showing up and just up in the ante and making Lucha Underground even bigger than it already was? It's It's humbling. You know, Rey Mysterio, he's huge, and he's huge for, you know, the Latin community coming from WWE and, and bringing all that, you know, bringing his fan base along as well because, you know, it, 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 when you're a fan, you 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 go with your, your person no matter where they're at, you know, and so we have we have that, which is great. So it, bringing, having Rey Mysterio there has allowed more eyes to see us and um, working with someone as um, with such – a career legacy uh, behind him um, and moving forward with him and, and, and knowing how humble he is because he's incredibly humble and so sweet and, you know, will answer any questions you may have and, and just um, having him be that way too, just like, just, it makes it even more exciting. You know, you know how they say, don't ever like meet your idols, you know, but he is, he's, he's such, he's like your friend. It's like, just like, you know, your neighbor, like, hey, neighbor, like, it's just talking, it's like talking to anyone, and, um, but it's not, because it's Ray Mysterio, and he's amazing, so having him there is just so cool, and being able to interact with him um, when he is there is um, pretty, pretty cool, it's, it's nice to know that um, someone like him is allowing his talents to be showcased on Lucha Underground to get us, like, even more appeal, and more, you know, because we're in Germany now, too, like, it's getting bigger, we're doing this you tour with cricket, wireless, and a lot has to do with the names that have attached themselves to Lucha Underground, like, you know, like Johnny, um, like Chavo, and, you know, these, these big names have allowed it for us to be, I, I believe, as popular as we are right now. Absolutely. With Lucha Underground growing and growing, and as I start to wind it down a little bit here, got to say, you are the perfect fit for Lucha Underground, and Lucha Underground, I think, is the perfect fit for you. So do you have a favorite moment that you've had so far in Lucha Underground? Maybe, you know, it doesn't maybe have to be physically involved with, but did you have a, a favorite moment so far in your uh, run with Lucha Underground? You know what? I actually do, and it hasn't happened yet. So I can't tell you what it is. Mm. But when you guys, <laughs> when you guys do see it, it's going to be, I, hopefully everyone, you know, likes, you know those those moments. It's more than one moment, um, but it definitely hasn't happened yet. So you guys have to keep watching. Oh, nice! I like that. What about <laughs> as far as you know, season one and season two, and maybe what we've seen so far in season three? Do you have maybe a favorite match that that you've seen, or, or maybe um, you know, maybe just something favorite that you've seen so far from Lucha Underground that really stood out to you? Oh man, that's a, such a hard question. Um, gosh, a favorite, I can't even say favorite match. They're just, oh man. Oh, and one of my favorite matches hasn't happened yet. So I can't, I can't tell you guys, <laughs> I can't tell you guys. And I don't want anyone listening thinking that I don't have, it hasn't liked any of the matches. I mean, cause it's some, God, it's just so incredible, you know? Um, but, oh man, I, I can't answer that because I don't want to make anyone feel left out. But I, because I, I, every every shoot, every episode is a favorite moment for me. I really, truly, and I'm not being cheesy or anything like that. It's it, it provides 
me with a different type of like feeling. So, and it, and it fills me in a different way. So I can't even really answer that. Yeah. Hey, All moments really at Lucha either. Underground are incredible mo- moments. You can quote me on that. There hasn't been one moment that I like more than a- another. It, it's always just like, gosh, I love being here. Like, I'm like, God, can I just live in the temple? I say it all the time when we're shooting. Like, this is, like, this is the best place. And we never want to leave. Like, we're done shooting, and everyone's just upstairs, like, talking and hanging out. And, like, we don't leave. Like, so it's, it's I can't say there's one moment. Not yet. Not when that just, like, sticks out. And obviously you're leaving a little bit of a teaser there saying that, you know, you got to watch the rest yeah. of season three and kind of, uh, you know, find out about what's going to happen. But if I could, you obviously multifaceted performer. Like you said, you announce, you got a great voice, you sing, you did some dancing, acting, modeling, obviously, some wrestling. Is there a, a certain part of your, you know, you being a performer that, that you like doing more than others? Like, do you just love announcing or you want to get into acting and mo- more modeling? I I love I I enjoy announcing and there's there's definitely this this love that I've developed for it, uh, but being the fact that you know growing up I was a trained dancer singer actress you know you're you're trained to do all those things so as a as a child so um, and as an adult but as a child the school that I go to that's that's how they trained me so I learned to love um, different I guess different arts at different times of my life for a while I was mainly just focusing on dancing like that was like my main thing like I'm just gonna dance 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 I originally came out to LA just to basically do that um and uh, but then I fell in love with like acting again and so um right now my main focus is just to be in this moment I'm enjoying it um and uh while being open to other things I I do however want to I guess focus a little bit more on my acting um, I'm always in class. I'm always auditioning. I have a great team behind me. Um, I uh, am just really, really focused on that. So if I had to say, like, oh, this is the one thing I want to do, it's definitely going to be acting. Uh, however, I don't plan on leaving ring announcing at all. You know, I, I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I, I can do it, you know. Um, but uh, And that's another thing I feel like if at any project were ever to just, like, happen for me, I'm sure we'd make it still work with Lucha Underground. They work with me because, you know, I, I love being there. So we'd have to see, you know, um, I'm doing like in January, I am, I'm going to be on Celebrity Apprentice on NBC. So I was able to do that um, because, uh, yeah, so I'm working with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not doing any of this, the, the celebrity challenges or anything like that. I'm there. I deliver bad news, and I work with Arnold. I play his secretary. So the fact that I'll be on NBC and so many eyes will be on me, uh, you know, hopefully I, I, that helps me, you know, further my career. You know, NBC, lots of eyes. So. Absolutely. If there's anything we know a lot about on this show, it is definitely uh, NBC, to say the least. But I will tell mm-hmm. you this. I mean, not to be redundant with the final question, but we like to get out the crystal ball. And we like <laughs> to kind of look into it, look five years down the road. It's the old classic, mm-hmm. you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Obviously, we've asked this before with other members of the World of Lucha Underground, and they've said Lucha Underground's got many, many plans for seasons four, five, six, seven, eight, and beyond. But when you look at that mm-hmm. five-year crystal ball, where do you think you see yourself? Is it going to be focusing on, like you said, doing the acting, doing the, the singing, doing all that? 
or is it going to be continuing on inside that temple and uh, never uh, never leaving, possibly staying in that temple forever? You know, hey, I the, here's the way I see it. You know, The Rock, right? He comes back, does his cameos, does what he does, right? He's The Rock, he's, and he's he's paved the way for many people who have worked in the wrestling industry who want to be actors and, and do all that. I believe that if he's done all that, and continues to do all that, I could do it as well. So at, even as a ring announcer. So I plan on staying with Lucha Underground for as long as God allows me to. So uh, I, I'm not, I'm not Miss Cleo, so I can't tell you I'm going to be there 20 years from now. But for now, I see myself 1,000% with them. And they've allowed me to uh, be showcased in, a, such a, in such a light, which has opened many doors for me. So one of them being Celebrity Apprentice. So it's it's exciting, and, and I can't say I want to leave them, and I can't say I will. So I will stay there. That's fantastic. And before John gets mm-hmm. another question in about eyelash uh, preparation <laughs> and keeping them the way they, uh, they look at in their present form, why mm-hmm. don't you tell the fans and listeners of the Two Man Power Super Wrestling just where they can find any bit or any way they can get in contact with you, whether it's social media or any kind of other uh, promotion that you've got coming up. Okay, wow. Oh, man, I have a bunch of shows coming up also. So where I'm, doing, I'm going to be at WrestleCade, which is uh, in November. I'll be doing the, uh, some signings at WrestleCade. I'm also doing another promotion called Wrestle Circus, which is in a couple of weeks. So I have a couple of things lined up. Actually, Brian Cage sets all that stuff up for me. So cause I know nothing about the indie world except, okay, I'm going to be there. So, and they've, and they're, and the indie world is super gracious to me. So it's, I love, I love traveling and meeting people. You know, I actually just got, I went to Chile. It was fun. Like I got to do that. And it was an incredible experience. So um, I'll be doing that kind of stuff. So just keep your eyes peeled. If you guys follow me on social media, you can follow me at Melissa Santos official on Instagram. Um, and my Instagram has all my information where you can find me on my other social media outlets. And if you just like look up Melissa Santos, I come up on Twitter. So yeah, you guys know where to find me if you guys are fans for sure. If not Lucha Underground, um, you can go on their social media. They're always posting and, and you can find a tag and and find me that way. So yeah, I'm also on Snapchat. So if you guys want to check me out on Snapchat, I just don't know my handle. I have no idea what my Snapchat handle is. I just know people follow me every day, and I don't even know how, <laughs> tell you the truth. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Let me find it, actually. Let me open up my Snap, because I have no idea. Hold on. It's my Snapchat. Look how I'm making you guys hold for me. Thank you. Oh, wait. We'll hold all day. We'll hold all day. <laughs> like, let me look through. Okay, so my Snapchat is Melly Santos 517 so M-E-L-I. S-A-N-T-O-S-517, and that's my Snapchat. My Snapchat gets – my Snapchat people get to see me, like, every day in the rough, like, my craziness, like, what what, what my protein shake is for the day and, like, how many reps I did at the gym and, like, what my audition process was like. So they, they get to see me a little bit differently. So Snapchat is very, very different than any of my other social media outlets. Um, and uh, let's see, my Twitter is Miss Mel Santos, so M-S-M-E-L-S-A-N-T-O-S. And there I just, you know, I tweet a lot about my shows and, you know, Lucha Underground and, yeah, and rants. Sometimes I get a little fiery and I'm, I get all Ruda and Healy and I talk smack. So, yeah, that's a little bit different. And Instagram, you're going to get basically my daily journal. 
of like pictures and pretty stuff and sometimes sexy stuff, you know. So you guys go in there and like that stuff, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And you had about a couple thousand uh, wrestling fans screaming at their uh, radios right now, their uh, their phones, <laughs> just naming each one of those uh, platforms that you're on and saying, wait, it's this. It's, it's, it's I hope so. I, know, I already I know that. I'm the long answer of everything, of everything. I love to talk, and I love to give the longest answers. So they, oh, they, they, and my followers perfect. already know. <laughs> I'm a talker. <laughs> Well, thank you very, very much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. And obviously, Lucha Underground's every Wednesday night on the El Ray Network. Check your local listings for that wonderful wrestling program. And thank you so much. Really appreciate the time tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.